Welcome to the Midnight Ramadan Show, a new entertainment series by Sotli Stallions Football Club. Throughout the course of this month in Ramadan, we will be speaking to professional footballers, getting an insight from them. And after that hour's interview, we will do an online workout on the Zoom platform. Feel free to join in, keep fit, keep healthy, and let's raise some awareness together. Welcome to episode two. We have Adil Nabi, illustrious career so far, uh, amazing talent from the local area in Birmingham, Aston. Uh, really interested to hear what he has to say. Stay tuned. Teams and all of this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, you keep you keep in contact with everyone, but. The most important thing is that you stay in your house. Is no one's linking up, no one's doing this, that, no one's going for meals or anything like that. So the only way you can um, stay in touch, uh, especially our club, our club's very uh, been very good with that so far. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, it's that thing where you're looking forward to to getting back. You know, what I mean, to training, to just normal day life, man. You know, what I mean, do whatever you can. Um, but for now, it's what it is, and you have to just abide by the rules. Do you know what I mean? No, definitely. And you're obviously playing in Afi Kret. Is that the correct pronunciation, by the way? Afi Kret, or is, it, is there a different pronunciation? Uh, Afi Crete. Crete. Oh, Afi Crete. Yeah, yeah, Afi Crete. Yeah, yeah. Learn something new every day. So those yeah. who don't obviously know about the Greek league, can you just give us a bit of a background of how competitive it is or what it's like? Um, to make it simple is you just got to see what Olympiakos have done this season. You know what I mean? Um, they beat Arsenal. I think they drew to Wolves in the Europa League, yeah. uh, um, and do you know what I mean. So that's just the. It just shows how competitive the Greek league is, and you know Arsenal Wolves in the Premier League are top yeah. teams. You know what I mean. So um, between the big teams and the and the smaller clubs here, there's not much of a difference. You know what I mean. Everything's competitive. Um, we finished um, fifth, not finished, but we finished fifth, like in the first. Um, so you go. So in Greece, there's a league set up where it's like Scotland. Um, you play the main season, then it goes into top five playoffs and the bottom seven playoffs. Yeah. Um, so them seven teams only play against each other, and the top five teams play against each other. Um, we got into the top five, um, so we automatically now, um, whatever happens from now to the ten games. Um, uh, will we play Europa League qualifications minimum? Um, which will be the first time in a long time for the club. So the league's good, man. The league's the league's really good. Um, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, man. Now, that's, 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 that's good to know. Obviously, like, I've, I've been obviously following you for a number of years now. Even from, I think, back in 2011, 12, when there was the, the FA's first ever Asian, Asian inclusion program that was yeah, yeah, yeah. at West Brom at the time. Uh, I remember yeah, yeah. from then, so following your career from then, um, we spoke to Dr. Zaf yesterday specifically around um, uh, players. You know, when you speak to the Asian players, the South Asian players are, if you want to be a pro footballer, they all want to go Man United, the Liverpool, the Arsenal. The yeah, 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 yeah. made such a valid point where he said, follow examples like, like Adil, like Beckham, like Harry Kane, like Zesh Rahman, who have gone different, taken different paths to get to where they want to get to. What would yeah, you think yeah. on that? Yeah, the same, really. Um, you know, obviously, the, the main goal is for every young, not just South Asian lad, every lad wants to play in the Premier League, wants to, you know what I mean? play for Man United and all that, but um, it's not realistic uh, in terms of the amount of the amount of numbers, not just in South Asia, just in academies and stuff. Not everybody makes it. There's only like a 5% that actually do go on to play um, at the highest level. You know what I mean? So it's not be all and all. Um, there's other ways. You can go abroad, like myself, like other players. You can go into the lower leagues. You still can have a... Um, a career, a, a way of income. Um, do you know what I mean? If if that's what people wanna wanna find out, like you know what difference is, you can be a doctor, you can be whatever you like. But you know, what I mean, football is a good way of income. You're not gonna earn 
probably not going to earn what you read in the newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> 150 grand a week and all that. You can still make an honest living playing in the lower leagues. And uh, yeah, man, that's the, the, for me, that's the, the main thing not to um, think that's where you got to get. Otherwise, it's, it's that or nothing. Yeah. There's 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 a lot more. There's a there's a lot more leagues. A lot more way to to build yourself up to that level. Do you know what I mean? You can't just if you don't get there straight away. That's the end of the game. You know what I mean? That's it. I gotta go and do something else. Nah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of ways of ways of getting there. No, no, that, that that's that that's. I kind of agreed with with what Doctor Zaffer said, and I've spoken to you many times, loads of times, and you said the exact same thing. Um, yeah, yeah, used yeah. to say to me, uh, look if you speak to the boys and the boys ask you questions or, or people that want to get pro it then say to them you, you i remember you quoting saying um if adil can do it you can do it as well yeah, yeah. me I, I said this to anyone man i'm i'm from aston yeah. i'm from uh, i don't care i don't need to hide where i'm from I'm not, i don't need to act prim and proper the same way i talk to a chairman is the same way i talk to you know one of the boys on written road or somewhere you know what i mean <laughs> I, I don't care it's me i'm not fake i'm not none of this so if I can do it, I've played Aston Park, I've played in the cages, I've played rough games in Aston Park where sometimes you fight and all of that, you know what I mean? So, um, I've been there now, alhamdulillah, I'm playing, at, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the way I earn money, it's my career path, so if I can do it, uh, anyone can, let's be honest. Do you know what I mean, there's no, you have to be this, you have to do this, you have to do that, if you, you know what I mean? Follow your dream. You can go through it. No, 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 I agree with you. Uh, and I think that's why one of the reasons I'm really, really keen to get you on to because I think you need to, when you're speaking to audiences or the young people that we're working with now in inner city Birmingham or across the UK, you need to find relatable role models. Yeah, yeah. Some, there's obviously professional footballers and they're amazing and whatnot, um, but you want to be accessible to, to, to yeah, the yeah. future generations of you know footballers that want to come through so i think that's why you know um are, are like you know really happy that the way you are and you've always been this and i can, I can i'm testament to this and i'm sure everyone that knows you would also test it would be testament to that as well what i wanted yeah. to ask you actually ask you was what what are the challenges that you kind of touched on on it already what what are challenges are you facing at the moment around you know the, the greek football, football league and the leagues across the world being shut down um what's your main your main challenges like obviously you're living away from home as well yeah, I think, um, you know, living away from home, not being uh, around your family, do you know what I mean? Your loved ones, your friends, my grandparents, all of that. Um, you know what I mean? My mum and dad and all that. Um, I think that's the that's the most difficult part of it. Um, you know, obviously then, at the end of the day, it's my job, you know what I mean? I can't go and do my job the same way other people can't do their jobs. It's the same way for me, do you know what I mean? So, um, it, it's more of a... You know when are things gonna go back to normal um but in terms of like you know i hear people like you know being a bit anxious and stuff but i just try and find things that i understand that but i just try and find things that will take your mind away from you know i mean thinking about it too much just trying to occupy your mind um which has kind of worked out perfect because now you know probably near the end of it now hopefully inshallah ramadan's coming so um it's sort of totally i don't even care about football i don't care about nothing i'm just solely focused on uh on uh, fasting and praying and stuff so for me football's at the back of my mind um so now now i've got the chance to do ramadan without no training as in with the team without no you know what i mean train at 10 30 finish at one and then you're more or less ko'd for another yeah. For about seven, eight hours, and eight, nine hours, you KO'd. Um, so now I can just organize my day properly now and just, you know, really focus on that more than the football. Um, uh, and just thinking about, you know, asking yourself a million and one questions like, what's going on? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? When am I going to go back? What, 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 you know what I mean? So it's been nice for me uh, as, a, as a relaxing, as a, as a meditation sort of thing. You've obviously been involved in football from a very, very young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, um, I don't know, you may know, you may not know, but there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's this illusion or there's this question of what does a footballer go through when they're, you know, when they're playing for a professional club? Like, uh, even me, I don't know. Like, what is, what is the life of Adil Nabi playing for Ophi uh, Crete? Crete? 
Um, um, how did it start? What time? What time in the morning do you get up? What time? What time's training? How does your day look? Oh, like that? Oh, yeah. um, training is uh, so we wake up for about half seven, eight. Uh, go to training. Uh, you gotta be there for nine. Start training at like ten fifteen. Um, I'll probably leave the training ground for about maybe two, three o'clock. Uh, you train obviously with the team, sometimes double sessions, so you leave at five, six o'clock, um, and then you come back, and then it, it's your time to do what you gotta do salah, uh, family, business stuff, um, all the stuff that you gotta do there from football, um, and then be ready again for the same day again. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes for game days, um, you gotta go two days before the the games um, to a hotel. So you go on a Thursday night, stay with the team. You train Friday, then you stay in the hotel the day before on a Saturday game. Again, the game you stay over the night after, um, like that really. So it's like when my when my dad comes, when my mom comes, when my family come. I I barely ever see them. You know what I mean? I I never see them. Uh, I probably see them for like probably about six, seven hours uh, each day because I'd be either tired or I'm not even there. So uh, everyone thinks this football life is uh, is uh, sunshine and rainbows, but it's uh, with any job, it's difficult. You know what I mean? It's got its, it's, got its pros, it's got its cons. So, but yeah, man, that's, my, that's, that's the really the whole week, every day is like that. Not many days off here. It's a different culture to, to England. Um, what is it like in England? Like obviously you went through it in England as well. England, it's more like you get a lot more days off and stuff. Uh, you get a few days off in a week. Here, you you rarely get that. Um, it's all always uh, always at it. You know, what I mean, it's a different culture. It's a different way of doing things. Different ideas. So um, yeah, man. So yeah, it's 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 it's, it's difficult. It's tough, but I, I enjoy it, man. I enjoy the challenge. Sometimes it's it's, it's good, man. And it's good to see. It's obviously here. You just mentioned like your family come over. You get to really see them because of uh, and that's down to dedication. Um, yeah. I speak to a lot of young players that want to play professionally, etc. I don't think they fully understand or know the amount of dedication and hard work it takes to to first even get in and then yeah, yeah. to continue that. Uh, for for me, I think it's like what they say: you can work all them years to try and get as a professional or try and work to get a promotion or to be a manager at a, a, a you know a firm or something like this but when you get there <laughs> you know what i mean it's a it's another ball game you can't just say yeah i've done it yeah then the higher position the higher work you gotta do the more work you gotta do do you know what i mean so whereas you try when you're young you're working towards this dream professional player professional player but when you get there do you know what i mean it, it ain't no I'm relaxed now. I'm I'm done. You have to step it up. You go full time. You're in with the men. You know what I mean? It's another game. Um, the dedication, the hard work, sacrifice is number one. Do you know what I mean? I, I never really um, I had much family time, had much time with friends. My thing was with my dad was just football, 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 football. Do you know what I mean? And if you weren't like that, uh, yeah, you you got a good transport. It was very difficult. Do you know what I mean? You have to give uh, your absolute everything. And even now, it's the same. I don't even relax. People might think, yeah, my my man's chilling in Greece. My man's, you know what I mean? Uh, relaxing in Greece. He's on the beach doing whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh, okay. Yeah, I'm doing that, but it's it's totally different, man. It's a, it's a, it's a hard it's a hard thing because now. Thousands, millions of people are watching me here. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I man, you gotta be on the ball all the time. Hundred percent. Now, you know, grassroots football, for example, like when I was growing up playing grassroots football or with the boys, etc. It was just it's classed as oh, just Sunday league, Sunday league, or or none. Yeah. It is what it is, uh, and that's kind of that mentality is is still there. Uh, and I think what, what we've done differently with Sortly Stalin is try to be a bit more innovative in around, you know, like the, this technology and all these various different things to, to showcase to, to people that, you know, you can be more than just the, the Sunday league team or a grassroots team. How important do you think um, grassroots football is 
for the for the community of, of, of football, the, the the world of football. One hundred percent, it's massive. Um, okay, let's two examples. Not not two examples, but look at most majority of footballers from England are from grassroots football. Everyone's played, um, you know, Sunday league football. That's where people are made. Uh, you know what I mean? We're made there. People playing at Moor Lane and all that. You're made from them places. You know what I mean? Um, them are the places where you see some of the players now uh, that are top players are all, all if they weren't no grassroots playing, you know what I mean, that Sunday league football and stuff like that, uh, there's no football. Um, that's the most important thing. And, and I think in terms of the the stereotype of Sunday league, non-league, you just got to see now the amount of players that, Okay, not necessarily become from academies and played academy football and then got pro contracts. Have probably gone down another route, mm. and now are playing uh, in the pro league. You know what I mean? Whereas some boys probably dropped out that were in the system, are probably dropped out. But these boys have gone that different route. You know what I mean? They've gone through the the Sunday league, then the non league, then the professional game. So there's a route. Do you know what I mean? There's no, oh, if you start there, if you don't start in academies, you got no chance. Nah, nah, nah. You can start that route and still make it to the to the pro game. That, that, that's, that's my thing. You, you've gone through this whole system, um, the academies and everything, and you've had, you know, I, I would personally, and I'm sure you would agree, an amazing career, which I like to continue to be even better. This is a tough question, and it's a million-dollar question. Everyone keeps asking, like, every media outlet would constantly ask why isn't there enough um you know south asian or british asian footballers playing uh, you know at a professional level what, you know, what's in your opinion what do you think oh, i don't know um uh, that's that's the million dollar question <laughs> i probably get asked that a lot a lot a lot since i've started um yeah. And to be honest with you, I bet, I bet my dad was probably been asked that from when we first walked into to West Ham at seven, eight years old, saying, whoa, you know what I mean? Uh, what's my man doing here? Do you know what I mean? So, it's, I think as the years go on now, I think that the, the mentality is changing. Um, I think before, probably not everybody's seen it as a, as a, as a solid job. Yeah. Forget the football as a job, as a way of income, you know how it is, man. Everyone says, go the educational route, get your degree, you'll do this, you'll, you'll probably end up working in a family shop or you'll be a solicitor, a lawyer. Uh, football wasn't deemed as a way of earning income and supporting a family, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think now, the the there's a change, there's a shift in mentality with, with the, the South, South Asian community, which probably we'll start seeing a lot more in the next, I think, I don't know, probably next four, five, six years. You mm -hmm. never know how it would, how, I think there'll be a changing, changing, changing mentality. You mentioned your dad. You said your dad walked you through the doors of West Bram at six, seven years old. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean by that? As in, like, I, I obviously know, um, been speaking to you, working in the football industry as well previously, I know, but you know, people might not know this. How did your dad take Adil Nabi to West Brom? How does that work? I don't know if you've met my dad. I haven't. My dad's a, my dad's a big character. So he, at them times, we had an idea. He had a, a goal. Maybe he, exactly the same. He used to play Sunday League football with all his mates and that in Aston Park, uh, go around all of uh, England playing um, festival leagues and all that. That's what he used to say to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back, I'm back a day. Still running festival league. There you go. So my dad used to be the main man. He always used to say to be left foot striker. He's the main man. So maybe that thing for him was for me was he didn't care. He wasn't gonna take no for an answer. He didn't make it as a pro, but he was gonna make his son be a pro. Do you know what I mean? So he must have. I went through um, a community program, a community scheme at West Brom. Uh, they do it now still. The community, the community centre. Uh, and then that way I would just showed I had a bit of ability and then I went to the academy that way. So it was my dad's backing, but I still had to show that, yeah, you know what I mean? If I'm good, I've got to show that I'm good, you know what I mean? No one gives you a handout because uh, maybe I was the only Asian there or, you know what I mean? 
you still got to show your ability, but you got to have that backing. For me, I was, alhamdulillah, blessed that my dad backed me, not 50%, 90%, 99%, 100% he backed me. You know what I mean? So that, that's the way my route was, was the community way. Um, and then get into the academy at seven, eight years old. You know, the, the Asian community, obviously, when you made it and everyone was like, there was a sense of pride that someone from the local community, from, from Aston, I don't know whether you experienced that yourself, but there was a sense of a huge, you know, massive pride of someone making it from the local ends. It's relatable. And there's obviously people start speaking and saying, oh, this and that. And one of the questions I've always wanted to ask you was, someone once said to me that your dad used to take you guys to the park and you guys used to have to do kick-ups and he wouldn't let you come back home until you finish the kickoff. What's the, what's the story about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was, dad was solid. It was, that's the way it was. You could talk to anyone. All the lads around Aston, all the boys and that. Whoever, they, we used to... Dad was tough. Um, even some of the lads around Aston used to join in our sessions and stuff and used to go home thinking, forget this, I'm dipping from here, I'm going. This is is mad. But <laughs> we were young lads doing kickoffs, and if we didn't do the amount, we ain't going home. Or if you want to go home, you walk home. <laughs> so that uh, things like that uh, are still living me today. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's the hard grounding and, and the hard work from things like that. You know what I mean? There's no, uh, there's no making up stories. There's no gimmicks. There's no none of that. It's, it's what that is at Aston Park. We used to stay there probably four, five, six hours. Kicking there on the, on the, by Aston Hall doing kick-ups. And what's the not mean? You know, like you're at West Brom from the age of seven, eight, nine, and what age did you first of all sign your pro contract? Is it eighteen you signed it or sixteen or? Um... No, seventeen. I you officially signed. Yeah. yeah. That, what was that feeling like signing contract? Real good, man. It was. Uh, alhamdulillah, it was uh, the best feeling. Do you know what I mean? You officially signed professional terms at, uh, at, a, at a football club. Um, but it was from where it was one of them things that as you're growing up, you start getting little accolades and then you want more and then you want more and then you've got to forget that you're a professional. You've got to keep going. Um, so you don't really, you can't really enjoy the moment, if that makes sense, because it's like a, it's just an ongoing thing. You have to continue. Do you know what I mean? Probably for my dad, uh, my mom, my brother was unbelievable. But for me, it was a, okay, yeah, I got that. Okay, yeah, fantastic. But you gotta continue now. Do you know what I mean? The, as that old cliche, the hard work don't stop. So yeah. great feeling, but you just gotta carry on going, innit? So like, you, you whilst you're playing at West Brom, uh, and throughout the career up until now, if you can, what would you say? You've some challenges have been for you, like some some genuine challenges within the football. Like, how do you know any? Like, what challenges come to mind that you faced that were really difficult for you that you thought? You know what, shall I continue this or not? Um, to be fair, Alhamdulillah, I've been, um, I've been a decent player growing up. You know what I mean? I've been, like, really good, um, Alhamdulillah. I've been blessed that I was actually, I was one of the better players each, each year growing up. Uh, I've never had no racism. Um, I think that was probably because my dad always used to be there every session in his big six-foot leagues and no one wanted to say anything wrong because... <laughs> My dad was the, you know what I mean, the man. Yeah. Um, so I've never had no racism. Even in the pro game, I've never had no racism. Um, I'm well respected. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's with everything, man. You have challenges in the, you know what I mean, in your, in your field. Um, Any major setbacks or anything that you've ever had? Oh, injuries, yeah. I had an ACL injury. Ooh. I was out, out for one year. Um, you know, maybe if I didn't get that, I probably, things would probably, probably be way different. It was at a time where I was just probably going to break in as well at West Brom. Um, it was one week before the season started, the Premier League season started, and I did my ACL. Uh, but was it? Steve Clark. Steve Clark, that was it. Yeah, yeah. And I then remember. I came back when Alan Irvine was the manager. Um, so, yeah, so that was probably the biggest thing, but it changed me as a person. Um, I went to Umrah twice uh, in that time when I had an injury to charities and charity work and stuff like that. So, 
probably if I didn't get a chance to, if I didn't get the injury, I probably wouldn't have done stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So I took it as a blessing, alhamdulillah. Um, but yeah, in terms of that, probably the injuries is the biggest, uh, the massive setback, especially at that time, it was a, a bit of pill to swallow. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but alhamdulillah, it's, you know what I mean? Everything for a reason, you know what I mean? It's all written, alhamdulillah. So. So, so like us growing up, we used to obviously play football manager and things like that. And then looking at West Brom, there's Adil Nabi there. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you had, I don't know how, but they used to just kind of predict that you're going to be the star that breaks into the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this guy's going to make it this year. This guy's going to make it this year. And yeah, then, yeah. Obviously, everyone doesn't know that what happened around the injury and stuff. Because um, even me, I didn't know that the, the injury was the ACL. And that's yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, man, but it's the thing where I, I was playing before that, I played after that, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, it's not like I came back different, I came back firing. Um, but at the time at West Brom, it was always changing managers, so I was a bit unlucky, do you know what I mean? Every time I was getting good with a, a, a manager, um, another manager came, and then I was getting good with him. Obviously, I'm a young lad in it, so yeah. it, the English thing is where, at that time, it was like... The older guys will play here. You know what I mean? If you're experiences, maybe it's a bit different now, but experience is always number one. Um, so every time I got close, and another manager got sacked, uh, another one came in, start from scratch again. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, man, it's it could have been different, but it is what it is, isn't it? Can I ask you this? Can I ask you this question then? I, I'm not sure whether you like transfer or not, but if you if you want to say no, no problem. Say, hypothetically speaking, there was 20 Premier League clubs at hand now and they said, all 20 managers said to you, we want you to come and play uh, for our club. But put the money aside and all of that. Which manager would you come want to play for or play under? Now? Yeah, right now. Like, like your season's finished, etc. Or just yeah. hypothetically speaking. Okay. Um... Forget the status of the clubs or the money or the wages or any of that. Just like from a footballing perspective, based on your talents of what you, you know you have, because obviously there's some great managers, but some yeah, yeah. the players uh, not like, your style. Your style. Roberto Carlos was what um, was told to play up front for Inter Milan under Roy Hodgson. That doesn't make yeah. Hodgson a bad coach, but do you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd go for. There's a few managers I like to play for. You got Ancelotti. You got. Uh, I don't know. So where the obviously Man City, the, the Pep Guardiola likes to play football. My way is to play football. Um, the Norwich manager plays a good way of style as well. He plays a lot of football. Daniel Farke, yeah, he plays good style. Yeah, yeah. But Jurgen Klopp. I see now with Jurgen Klopp, is he don't really play ball that much. It's more counter attack. Do you know what I mean? It's I back to front, back to front, quick. <laughs> you just don't like Liverpool. That's what he is, I reckon. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He's just back to front. You know what I mean? He don't really, um, he don't really play the way I like to play. But I'm gonna ask that question to Momo Sissoko next week. See what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gonna say Liverpool direct. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. Whoever plays good football is is where uh, you know what I mean. He enjoy. I would enjoy my football. Nah, I get that. If you obviously, I mentioned to you, you, you're seen as a local role model to, to local people in the community. That's a fact, there's no denying that. People may say uh, verbally to you, may not say verbally, but you're seen as a <coughs> role model. What does you know, like 10 years future Adil Nabi say to current Adil Nabi right now in terms of shaping your next 10 years of your life? What do you do? I know it's a weird question, but like, what do you sell yourself? Just keep improving. Um, don't don't try and do something that you're not, you know what I mean? Just be real to who you are. If if people don't, just can, basically what I say to myself now, if people don't like the way you are, the way you act or whatever, who cares? You know what I mean? Everyone's, everyone, everyone to their own, do you know what I mean? If that's your style, that's your style. Um, be real to anyone. Um, never be fake. Never try and, don't be a yes man. Just, just be you. To be honest, don't change you. Just trying to get somewhere or trying to please someone. Just uh, for me, that's it. Just being real. Just, just being who you are, um, and and work hard, regardless if you have setbacks, anything. 
just work hard, man. Just, just so you can go to bed at night and say, yeah, man, I gave it all. If you didn't work out, it never worked out. But as long as I gave it my all, do you know what I mean? Um, that's what I would say to myself. Just, just keep going regardless. Never give up. No, I, I agree with that, man. That's, I think that's a really good mentality to have in, in regards to, you know, just don't give up. With that, I think that's with anything in life. Don't give up on anything in life. Yeah. Like, you 100%. know, what I kind of wanted to kind of ask as well was around, obviously, you being a Muslim player, um, you know, month of Ramadan, there's, um, you know, we see what's happening across the world previously before COVID-19 and, and how much hate there is. Sometimes there's a lot of Islamophobia, etc. Um, do you think professional footballers are in a position that they could do more, they're doing enough to to kind of counter the rhetoric of, you know, the hate that, you know, Muslim people are, are sometimes receive? I think because football is such a massive game, yeah. um, I think it's vital, uh, important that footballers, for me, it's not so much speaking up because anyone can speak up. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think it's showing um, through, like, Mohamed Salah. Mm. Yeah, I think majority of his fans in the stadium are not Muslim, but yet they celebrate a goal. I see young lads doing the young Muslim lads doing the sajda and all that. Do you know what I mean? They don't know, but they will know that that's a, a way of prayer. You know what I mean? That's the action of a prayer for a Muslim. Um, I think it's more more so because that because I can speak um, as a Muslim player. Uh, yourself can speak. Another Muslim guy can speak. A politician can speak. Yeah. But for me, words are words are nothing, man. Because this topic's been going around for years and years. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think footballers is a, is a are the the way of bridging the gap because it's a, it's probably the world watches football um, and and to eradicate not eradicate because I don't think it can. Mm. Um, but it can ease the problem through football, one hundred percent. And I think that's through performances. When it's your time on TV, it's to portray a positive image. Maybe in the media, it's not portrayed in the in the right way. But but when it's your opportunity, when you're under the lights, when it's your chance to to speak up or even you know show, I think you can only show it in a in a positive way. And I think football football the game is massive, one hundred percent. Uh, you're spot on and I think that's not just a question to people who, who are not Muslim. I think there's a need um, for those, those kind of perceptions and those voices um, for, the, for the Muslim youth as well. I was at a United Nations conference uh, in February and it was about uh, one of the topics was that the amount of an increase in, in youth crime um, in inner city areas or, or rural or disadvantaged areas and my kind of my view on this it's not factual I, I believe it to be fact because I've got some backing of it but right. I, I believe that there's, there's there's not enough role models like the young young people their role models are, are, are the um, I'm not going to mention names but ex-celebrity and that celebrity and and the so detached from that person that, that that celebrity can't is not bringing food to their table or anything and we're not yeah. saying bringing food to your table but we need we need, I think the youth, in my opinion, need local role models, people that they can look up to, saying, like, like yeah. this. Uh, for me, uh, for me, I think now, because everything's on, on what you see. Yeah. That's why I think, uh, I think more so than, than I think, okay, for instance, having a gathering or having a conference somewhere or this. I think because when you're at home, you know what I mean? If you check on how many hours you're using your phone, yeah. sometimes you think, whoa, I've used my phone for what? 12 hours? Yeah. 15 hours? How? Do you know what I mean? So in them 12, 15 hours is what you're seeing, is what you're taking in. Do you know what I mean? It's what you're, it's what's programming. So I think what people seeing from role models, from Muslim footballers, politicians, normal people, um, businessmen, whatever you have it, you know what I mean? Not celebrity status, just a normal guy, do you know what I mean? Uh, female, male. I think when it's their time to, what they're going to put out there, it's the most important thing. You, I don't care about talking because everything's, you know what I mean? Digital now. Um, and a video of something can, can, can sway a person's mind. 
it's the way it is the way it's the way the world of, it's the way of the world now everything's on your phone do you know what i mean it's the most important thing i mean we've spoken about this personally uh, many times where i've kind of said to you and i'm not trying to put you on the spot like even whether when it's you when you finish your career or even now i think you're someone that's so relatable that and hopefully you can get a group of of locally locally not local a group of professional footballers ex and current together to kind of create some sort of forum uh, for good, for for you know, inner city peace or, or youth. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, this is what this is what I've uh, been thinking about because I've been traveling and stuff. Uh, it's probably been on the, which is bad. It's probably been at the at the back of the queue. But uh, I've had so many chances and opportunities by other people to start a foundation yeah. to do all this. But for me, it's not. Uh, not for somebody else to come in and yeah. throw something at me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna do it my way. Yeah. I'm gonna get my brothers, my dad. You know what I mean? Everyone that knows um, what what it's like to be in the area. Do you know what I mean? And I will start my foundations, my my soccer schools with bringing pros in, ex pros in, all of that into places like Aston, Hansworth, Neutrals, Newtown, all of this. Saltly, uh, saltly, uh, <laughs> everywhere. You know what I mean? It, that's the way. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, that's uh, something that I wanna do. It's not through third party. Do you know what I mean? Where it's a big company or anything like that. Um, so that's that's the way I will do it. But for now, I will do it in terms of, you know, if I do an interview for I don't know uh, something like this yeah. uh, with Sky. BBC with anyone, yeah. I will portray what I got to do. Do you know what I mean? Even when I'm on the football field, you know what I mean. I will uh, give a positive image, not just the South Asians, but just the Muslims in general, because um, it's the most important. That's what we are. Uh, you can't change that. Yeah. Because someone's saying something different, can't change that. I'm a Muslim at the end of the day, and um, yeah, that's that's that's. That's the, the best thing for me. I think it's uh, it's showing and doing is the best thing. Well, we can't wait. Inshallah, that's nearer, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, like I've said to you on many occasions, happy, more than happy to help. And we can talk about this offline. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing um, I really, really desperate to ask you about was that goal you scored, um, last minute goal. Can you, like, for people that don't know, what, what was the context behind that last minute goal that you scored? That's on your Instagram. So so basically, um, last season, uh, the team was struggling. So we played a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, we finished third from bottom. So the, the so it's the bottom two get relegated automatically, and then the third from bottom plays a playoff against um, the team who won the playoffs in the second league. Um, so it's two legs, and we went there, plays zero zero. Yeah. And then it came to us um, and away goals and everything. Um, so it went to 2 2 uh, with like one minute left. So there was six minutes added on or five minutes added on. And um, it was a 94th minute. Yeah. And it was a free kick. I didn't even know there was away goals. I thought 2 2 extra time. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't know. This ain't Champions League. Champions League is away goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, oh, well, I'll it. Because um, I scored like that previously in the reserve team at West Brom from that angle in the free kick. Yeah. So I thought, I might as well, isn't it? There's only one minute left. But you what's don't, the, you don't what's the worst, from, from that angle, man. Everyone's expecting that to go into the box. To Some cross, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross yeah. defender coming in. What, like, how do you see, how do you even have the audacity to, to even think of it, let alone... Like that, it? I've done it before. Do you know what I mean? I, I like to, to do... Yeah, just try and do some stuff that's a bit out of the box, you know what I mean? Um, and then, yeah, man, uh, Alhamdulillah, thankfully, much like went in, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> if we didn't, we were relegated because yeah. they scored two away goals and it was 2-2, two -two, so um, we would have got relegated into the second league. Um, and then, yeah, man, that feeling was... And I was uh, fasting as well that day. Uh, so I, I broke my fast that. I think it was meant to be at the 73rd minute. So the rules are opened on the 73rd minute. So I ate then. What did you do? You just go over to the side of the pitch and grab the chocolate bar or something? 
Yeah, banana and a sip of water, and that was it. Just boom, get back a bite of a banana straight back in, isn't it? Um, Mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, it was just madness. It was, and then obviously, I don't know if you've seen the the reactions and yeah, all that. It was the chaos. It was chaos after that, man. So, yeah, man, it was a unbelievable feeling. But um, you're a folk hero now. Like you, like you must be a fan's favorite there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 man. It's nice, man. It's nice. It's nice. How are the fans? How are the fans towards you? Obviously, uh, I don't want to sound stereotypical, but someone who's who's Asian playing in the Greek league, they probably never seen, you know, an Asian player playing other than going on holiday to Greece. Nothing. Absolutely, I'm like one of them. Do you know what I mean? They they absolutely. You have got that Greek look, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they. Uh, love me man even when my mum and that come uh, my dad my mum uh, my brothers and that have come um, like obviously my mum wears the traditional clothing and what have you do you know what I mean and nobody uh, looks at them in any way they can go wherever they want it's all open here do you know what I mean um, and everyone's respectful man and, but, and they love their football it's the most important thing uh, to them everyone's one um so yeah, alhamdulillah, I've had no issues whatsoever apart from just just pure love and um, passion towards me, to be honest, and to my family. What is what? What do you do like for food wise? Do you, do you cook yourself? Do you, is there halal places to eat and, and things like that? Do they uh, yeah, there's uh, halal places, one or two halal places to eat. But obviously now with uh, it's a bit difficult to go out and stuff and it because. I mean, it's a bit hard for me. I'm just a normal lad, you know what I mean? I don't like to be... Uh, obviously, you have to do what you got to do with the fans and stuff. But for me, I just want to... I'm just used to driving somewhere, picking up my food and yeah. going back home, you know what I mean? Not bloody... Uh, so for me, I just rather cook at home. I can get halal chicken from the butchers and that here. Um, because there's a big there's a big Muslim community here, so... Uh, which was surprising, but there's a there's a big Arab community here, so oh, nice. they've got um, all of that. So it's so it's decent. So I just cook at home and stuff. And you know, you mentioned about breaking your fast with the banana and a sip of water and playing. Um, it just reminded me of uh, you know my team, Salty Silence. We had a final last year at West Brom Sunday League final, and we lost it. And I, and I said to Doctor Zaf as well, whatever lost it. I still believe we lost it. The other team were better, 100%, but we would have made, given a better effort had we not had eight or nine players who were fasting at the time. How how, yeah. how how does it feel? What do you go through when you're fasting and playing, you know, 73 minutes? Uh, or is it, you just get on with it? Yeah, just get on with it. Uh, to be honest with you, I forgot. Fair play to the to the the fitness guy. He goes to me, um, 73rd minute, you said, come and take. Because obviously when you're in the game, you don't remember any. Um, so I was just solely focused on the game to be honest I didn't feel any way or anything like that I think I found it more harder when it was pretty much meal when you know when it's in your face when everybody's yeah. eating yeah. that's when it's a bit it's a bit difficult you know what I mean yeah. it's like one of them ones when uh, when you're not fasting you don't really see any food adverts or anything like that but when you're fasting you start seeing <laughs> all of a sudden yeah, adverts of food and stuff. So when it's in your face and stuff, it's a bit hard. But when you're in, in the moment, especially when it's a game, yeah. you don't. I, I, for me personally, I don't. Uh, I didn't even know. I was it's one of them ones. If anything, I felt better. If anything, <laughs> I felt actually better. No joke, I felt a lot better. That's what Doctor Zaf said yesterday. He said he said um, some players. Obviously, there's a study that your your, your performance decreases, but there's also a study that says uh, about your mental. You, you have more mental strength. You're alert, yeah, 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 which I, I can agree with that, man. It's uh, maybe you think, whoa, you can't play a game, you can't even do exercise, you can't yeah. even have a sip of water or anything like that, just in case you collapse or whatever. But no, nah, man, you feel more awake, more alive, more like you can move faster and stuff. So for me, it was, it's been good, man. It's, been it's, good. It's, it's, it's nice also because I, I remember last year before the Champions League final, Tottenham versus Liverpool, obviously all the Liverpool fans and some Tottenham fans were asking the questions are, is Mo Salah going to fast? Is Sadio Mane going to fast? Etc. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. who haven't studied Islam won't know or, or, or don't have better complete understanding that they wouldn't have needed to fast anyway because they were travelling. Um, but even asking those questions is a kind of a bit of a sense of pride because people want to know about Islam. Exactly. Uh, and that's what I mean. Do you know what I mean? That's the... 
what we were saying previously. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where football is giving people a more of an understanding of our religion, of what we got to do and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they wouldn't have known yeah. um, beforehand. Uh, but in terms of that, I think it's it's between you and Allah. Um, yeah. It's not down for no one to judge you if you, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's your intention. It's what you want to do. At the end of the day, you're going to get questioned for your own stuff and I'm going to get questioned for my own. So um, for them guys, they were traveling. They didn't need to, but if they did, it's, it's up to them. Do you know what I mean? But um but in that term, football is a great way to bridge the gap. Like I said before, man, it's perfect. That's a name for your, um, could be a name for your foundation, Bridging the Gap. Yeah. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about previously, before Greece, how was, um, how was Ramadan for you at West Brom, at Peterborough, at you know, other clubs that you've been at, Dundee, for example? How was it seen um, as and how accommodating or was it accommodating? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at West Brom, it was top um because there was a lot more muslim players um i think the club even done more research you know what i mean into um fasting and how it affect your body and stuff so because at the time there was a few players like malumbu and alka myself um who else was there there's a few other players in it so they were good um at peterborough i just went in to speak with them to say this is what's happening <laughs> They were understanding as well. Um, yeah, Dundee the same. Um, yeah, it was just, you know what I mean? I wasn't scared to tell them about I'm fasting or anything like that. I just went to, to tell them that this is how it is. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and you get on with it. You know what I mean? There's, um, yeah. So it was all good, all good, no problem. I thought I thought you you did really really well at Dundee. Um, is this something that, like you wanted to continue to play, or you, like how was it at Dundee? Is it what, what no. in Premier League and, uh, and the English league and the Scottish league? Uh, to be honest with you, you know what? It's just the uh, how known it is. Uh, I, I, simply that's when everyone says to me, the more exposure in the Premier League than it is uh, in the Scottish league. Um, that's it. There's more money in that league, and there's not so much money in the Scottish Scottish Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the same. The stadiums full week in week. Massive games are competitive. Stadiums are full. Um, yeah, it's. I really enjoyed it, but there's a change of manager. Um, so for me, and I wanted a different change. I wanted to play in Europe. Do you know what I mean? Get a see how it is to play in Europe, um, and you know what I mean. Go that route. Uh, so I was, I really enjoyed it in Scotland. It was and it was decent, man. Everything was really good. But I just wanted to change as well. It just worked hand in hand. I just changed and I just went through. I swear, you know, I actually love that because it's like you know, like the things that you're mentioning: West Brom, Peterborough, Dundee, you know, Greece. I just, you know, the people, that young people I speak to now, they all want to like it's the Man United, the Liverpools, the Arsenal, this academy, that academy. There's nothing wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong. It's, Playing, working your way through before you get to where you want to get to. That's it. Um, if you're lucky, you can play in the Premier League without going to do that. If you're lucky, you know what I mean? Um, but there's no problem. Um, more than anything, it's life skills. Uh, because, you know what I mean? After football, yeah. you're going to have to carry on your life. Do you know what I mean? And for me, what I've learned, I've learned to deal with different cultures, different surroundings, different people. Um, you know, living on my own, um, uh, and it, and it'll keep me in good stead for you know after football finishes. Do you know what I mean? Life skills to hopefully, inshallah, give it down to the the younger generation. Um, and yeah, I think stepping out your comfort zone is the most important thing. Do you know what I mean? If it don't work at one place, go to another place. Try and see if it works out there. You never know. You probably have the best time of your life. Probably have the best period in your career. You never know, but you just got to get out of your comfort zone. It's the most important thing. And we all want to play for Man United. We all want to play for in the uh, uh, for the top teams in Premier League, win the Champions League, do all that. But Man United ain't a top team anymore. Anyway, but I get what you mean. I get what yeah. You mean. I get what you mean. <laughs> You're a Liverpool, ain't it? You're a Liverpool. <laughs> Adil, if, some, if, if you had a, your five-a-side team, who's your, who's your five-a-side team? 
what players? Yeah, like you got you got to go to power league now. You get to choose five of your players for a five side game. Who are you bringing in? World from the world. Well, um, because uh, Doctor Zaf said he'll have Modric, Coutinho, Suarez. He won't even have a goalkeeper. He goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's a doctor. <laughs> uh, in goal, I'll probably go for someone like a who's good at, with their feet, and it. Uh, the Man City goalkeeper, I say Edison. Edison, yeah. And then you just want ball players, um, centre back now, ball player Ramos. Okay. Uh, and then the rest of them, you're just gonna be playmakers. What from this era or or? Anytime you your what's your five side team that you could pull together? What Ronaldinho, Zidane, yeah, yeah, anyone, anyone you like? Uh, Ronaldinho, Zidane, Rubinho, and then the striker, who's a goal scorer. Uh, it's easy to say Messi, isn't it? but I'll go for Van Nistelrooy. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, that, that nicely leads me on to the next question before we open it up to some of the audience to ask you some questions. Who is it, Messi or Ronaldo? And why? Wait, if I'm a coach, like if I'm a manager, yeah, Ronaldo. But in terms of me playing, yeah. like as a teammate, <laughs> Messi. Why is that? Why is that? I think for Ronaldo, is. He'll win your games as a manager is like a dream. Do you know what I mean? If it's nil nil, you know he's gonna score not just from a, uh, with his feet, with his head. He'll bully someone. Um, but as a player, because the way I play, that combination stuff, that one-two touch, taking on dribbling. You know what I mean? That chemistry. It seems like you can have that with Messi because it's it's a, it's a it's a nice way to play in it. You know about Riquelme? Yeah, obviously he's a. The bad boy player, man. Because yeah, you know these these young young youngers, they don't know about Riquelme, man. Rui Costa, Rui Costa, <laughs> them boys, bad boy players, man. Bad Adil, players. thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I know it's no really late for you. Um, we won't keep you long. Just there's some people that do want to ask questions because the chat box is full. Um, but we're no gonna kind of restrict and limit it as much as we can. Uh, so guys, uh, Saeed will come in to unmute your mics to ask the questions. Please keep it to one question so everyone else can get a chance as well. Is that okay with you, Adil? No problem, no problem, no problem. Saeed, you... Yeah, uh, first we've got Akbar. Akbar, I'm just going to mute you. I can ask you a question. Asalaamu Alaikum, guys. Um, my question to uh, Adil is, how did it feel when you left England, well, um, Aston, to play in a whole new country and a whole new, new league? Um... For me, uh, it was like an, uh, an adventure uh, for my parents, probably a bit different. Um, they were a bit uh, uh, not so happy, I think. Uh, but for me, it was something new, uh, something challenging. And for me, I, I like a challenge. Uh, but obviously, you have your own little worries like food, living, how I'm going to cope on my own. But you got to go and see to, to try it. So... For me, I enjoyed it. And now my family are also happy about it. So if my younger brothers want to do it also, um, they know it's a, a, a positive way. Um, so yeah, uh, I, was, uh, I just wanted to challenge. I was, I was happy. Do we have anyone else? Yep. Um, next, we've got Kasim. Kasim, I'm just going to mute you now as well. And then you can fire your question away. Kasim, you there? Okay, I don't think Kasim is there. Let's move on to... we got Ali, also known as Levis. Levis, you can ask your question away. Go ahead. Yes. Um, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum uh, I'm so happy um, for the interview. I want to ask... Uh, the Kasim Obi asked you about the, the managers you choose Pep Guardiola. So um, sometimes many people complain they say Guardiola football is boring because too much tic tac. Huh? Yes, I don't yes. know why you choose, after the 20 managers in the UK, you just choose and Pep Guardiola. I know uh, Obi wanted to choose a club <laughs> because it was, but 
I want I want to know why you choose Gorillas, Pep Gorilla. For me, it wasn't my first um, first choice, uh, but because uh, I like to play the beautiful way, and that's his that's his way. You know what I mean? That's his way. Tika Taka. Maybe yes, it's boring because you know playing too much is sometimes boring. You want to see goals and action, but for me, the the passing, the skills, the I I get more enjoyment because I play street football. Uh, I get more enjoyment where he don't mind. He won't shout at you for doing too much skills or uh, maybe club will shout. Uh, he will say, hey, get it forward, score, get it wide, get it in the box, goal. But Guardiola is more the beautiful game. And for me, it's more better. Cool. Thank, Thank you, you Lewis. Uh, next, we've got Sean Boot. Uh, I'm just going to mute you now so I can fire your question away. Go ahead, Sean. Is that done? Yes, well, what you're saying, you're good? Yeah, all good, man, all good. Yeah, my question for you, yeah, is basically, I'm a defender, in it? So I want to know, what defender gave you your first big tackle and welcomed you to the game of football? Bro, <laughs> the question that is, that's a real question. <laughs> um... I've played for bagger teams, so I've had bare banging challenges. Where I, I think when one, I, my first one, I think it was in when I was at West Brom. A first time when I was like, uh, I think I was like 15, 16, or even 17. I trained with the first team mm. um, in training, and obviously, when you're a young lad, you, you're kicking street ball, you want to do megs and that step overs, but old man ain't having that. Um, and Olsen, Jonas Olsen, you know, the yeah, long yeah, centre-back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he cleaned me out and said, like, welcome. Like, this is mad football. Mm. You don't play small man football. And obviously, in training, you don't wear shin pads. So, my man left a massive gash on the full on the impact on the feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was probably the, where I sort of, like, a little bit toned it down when I was, when I was around my man. But, yeah, man, I'll say that one, man, that was mad. That was hard. Yeah. Man. So respect for that, Will. Safe, man. Respect. Cool. Um, thanks, Sean, for your question. We've got um, Hosefa next. Hosefa, I'm just going to mute you now as well. Go ahead. Asalaamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Asalaam. Oh, I didn't know that. A question. What would you say to an 18-year-old you? What would you have done different? Not get injured. What was that? What was that? You wouldn't change any of your moves that you made. Uh, in high well, Oh, nah. For me, nah. I wouldn't. Um, it's well, just my everything path. was experience and the learning curve. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was just experience. Uh, I could have stayed the easier route. Like when I went to India, I think I could have gone to the championship and played in the championship, but um, that was just a normal route for everybody. Um, I just thought, you know what? It's a massive opportunity. Go and do something that nobody else has ever done. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I won't say nothing. Yeah, my, my journey is my journey is the way it went. Uh, some people disagree, some people agree, some people think, why did he do that? But, um, yeah, man, I almost I, I, I say nothing, I say, yeah, man, go for it. Adil, you know when you set up that foundation and stuff and you need the accountant, he's the guy, Huzaifa, he's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Huzaifa, Thanks. That's a good question, is it? <laughs> he's plugged you there. Um, <laughs> we've got Musa Jawara next. Musa, where are you? Musa, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. alaikum, How's everyone going? Doing? alaikum, Well, well, you you mentioned you have a Musa, your sound isn't that good. Can you, are you using a headset or? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah now it's yeah. a bit better now. All right. So you mentioned you had an ACL injury for a whole year. 
So my question was, what was going through your mind and what kept you going and motivated? As we all know, one year is a, one year in football is a very long time to be out on the sideline. Yes, yes. Um, for me, it was like family. Um, yeah. I wasn't alone. Uh, I had the good support from from my family was uh, kept me going. Um, mm -hmm. The football club also at the time was uh, very helpful. Um, you know, they 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 didn't just leave me to do my own thing. They were looking after me, checking up on me. You know. Um, and as I said before, I went to Umrah also, uh, yeah. which was, uh, alhamdulillah, is probably, you know, the best thing uh, to do, uh, which helped me out massively mentally, uh, which was the, I think the most important, the biggest factor was, was this, uh, just to clear my mind. Um, instead of, you know, sitting at home, uh, thinking about it, looking at my knee, Thinking, will I ever play probably, uh, probably uh, again, and all of this? So, I think that was the most important thing: um, having the good people around me, and you know, obviously going to Saudi Arabia was uh, was massive. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. And I think we've got one more question from Hamza. Hamza, I'm going to mute now. And you can ask your question. Salam alaikum, brother. How are you doing? You're right. Welcome, Salam alhamdulillah. All good. So, I'm just going to ask you in a few years, or when your football professional career is over, uh, I want to see you in a stallion t shirt. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I know this one has been put in there on purpose. <laughs> Adil, I promise you, Adil, I promise you, Ramadan, I haven't, I haven't asked him that. This guy, he plays for Stallions, a proper diehard Stallions player, and he just wants good for the club. That's why he's asking the question. Inshallah, I want to see you there, brother. I'm there. I'll support and everything, man. I'm there. I'm there. No problem. Yeah, sir. I'm there. The Inshallah, I want to see you in a Stallion t-shirt, man. Don't worry. Inshallah, no problem. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Hamza. I think Kasim's joined us now, so Kasim, I'm just going to mute you now and you can ask uh, you a question. Sorry, last question, please, because obviously it's really yep, we keep, and, Yep, um, that last one. Thank you. Go, go ahead, Kasim. Just, uh, yeah. Go ahead, can Kasim. you hear me? Yeah. Yep, we can hear you now. Yeah, um, starting from first of um, My question was just, so you know you said your dad supported you in, in terms of you know your career and going into pro football. So... When you say, was it your, would you say it was your choice to go into football or was it something that he pushed you on and then he constantly stayed by, stayed by your side throughout the time? Both. Uh, um, my dad started, like, gave me little footballs and balloons mm. and stuff to kick from like three, four years old. So, yeah. Uh, it's what my dad does with, like, just say, when we have little newborn babies in, in the family and stuff, he says to them, like, obviously, it's normal parents asking, what did you do? What, 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 what? Yeah. You just sort of implement it. Um, I must have took a love into football from early, so where he just didn't really force it on me, but uh, he backed me to, to, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. Uh, if you like it, go, go for it. If you don't, then I'll go another route. Um, All right. I'll but I, 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 I liked it, so he just carried on going, full 100, full throttle, uh, and I just went for it as well, man. Because you can't, you can't push, you can't push some some uh, a young boy into something that he doesn't want to do, or a young girl that they don't want to do. So, if you like it, you like it, innit? Adil, thank you, bro, for coming on. And again, uh, thank you. it means a lot because obviously it's really late. Um, as always, you continue to do great things. Uh, hopefully, inshallah, you continue to do many, many more great things in the future. We've got um, after this interview, we've got an online workout session. Uh, from a, a PT that comes and delivers his name is um, Jam, Jermaine. Um, so I know you probably don't want to stay on because you've got to sleep and whatnot. But thank you for coming on once again. Have you got any final words or anything you want to say? Um, just to everyone, man, uh, don't give up, man. Don't, uh, even if they're fathers, dads and that, uh, mums to their young kids that want to play football, um, it, there's, a, there's a pathway. Do you know what I mean? There's many... Many boys that can do it, many girls that want to play football that can do it. Um, I'm an example, I'm from Aston, I'm from Whitton Road, I'm from Bradley Road, Church Lane, all of that. Um, if I can do it, you can do it 100% without a doubt.
Thank you very much. You heard it there, guys. Salty Nabi in the house. Salty Stallions, big up, big up, big up, big up. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You've heard it from the man himself, Adil Nabi, all the way over in Greece, two hours ahead, two hours ahead in the U of the UK. Spoke to us, went through his journey. Uh, what an amazing character. Uh, hopefully you tune into episode three next week.